0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the 1973 podcast. I'm your host, AC, here once again with the greatest tag team in the podcasting business, the birthday boy, the Golden <laughs> solely of the podcasting world, this man right here, turning 50. He's joining the club. Big 5 this oh. week. what do you have to say, Thomas? How does, how does it feel to hit the big 5-0? I'm
1: ready to hit the senior league. I'm old. It's not official
0: until you get your AIP card. That's that's what makes it <laughs> official. That's what makes it official.
1: I feel every bit every bit of fifty,
0: especially after that Bruins loss.
1: What 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 <laughs> Bruins
0: loss? Are you talking about? <laughs> it's coming.
1: It's coming. <laughs> they've all
0: they've all been in hiding this week. It's been a long week. A lot of uh, personal time used, uh, a lot of vacation time, a lot of uh, debts paid, a lot of pro uh, uh, eating, as they say back in the day. <laughs> Ed, whatever. What's going on, man?
2: Nothing, man. Uh, you
0: want me to read that letter now? Yeah, so uh, we're going to start like we usually do and uh, read a hot felt email from our buddy Chris. Had to, had to send it in. So we'll. Ed, take it away. Read it
2: with the, from the hot. Read it from the hot. Oh, uh, okay. So hold on. <clears throat> I'm feeling a little bit clumped here. Uh, anyway, so you know, we would like to thank Chris from coming on for coming on a couple of weeks ago. It was really nice of him too. So uh, now it becomes the time that we're gonna roast him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's so officially that's one of the like pack that. now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, what officially... was that? Pink hats. I heard. Did I, did I hear pink hats? <laughs> Pink hats? Did I hear pink hats? Is that what I heard? All right now, uh, all right now, on to the next chapter. All right, so, uh, so this is coming from Chris. Chris, thanks a lot, man. It, thanks for thanks for being a supporter of the show. Uh, we're still gonna give you a hard time. So, uh, whether you like it or don't like it, yeah, learn to love it. All right, so it's been a week. So I decided to come out of my basement today, no matter what happened to the Bruins. I won't look at it as an opportunity to trash talk coaching with bad play. Florida deserved to win win the series, and now they're they picked to win their first Stanley Cup. <clears throat> let's say let's say Tom and Ed, since AC is the only one left standing with a good bracket, if anyone needs needs me to know where I am, uh, I think I'll still have some whiskey to polish off down here in his basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's been in the basement. He's going Living full. Living in the basement. He's going full. Bruins, Portuguese style and hasn't left the basement. He's eaten nothing but Vivor soup and uh whatever uh, Sagres and lions head has left since
2: nineteen ninety two. Wow. Wow and I I mean maybe he may get a care package of some gas bars and or something. Maybe, no. maybe we, we maybe. can get him a care package. We'll we'll hit all the we'll check all the boxes, all the all the usual suspects. I mean, maybe maybe he just needs to break into that, you know, that three foot bottle of a niche with the big tree in it. With... <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went there. You know, you did, you did. You know,
0: Tom, I I gotta, we're gonna stay in Bruins Nation for a minute. We're gonna uh, cap this off with your take. You've had a week to let it dissect, let it let it sit. We want your take as a. Bruins fan through and through, what do you got? I we've heard Jeremy Jacobs over the years. We've heard everything under the sun. What do you got? This is your chance to vent. I know you were a little shell-shocked last week when it happened live. Go
1: for it, my man. I actually have to vent on Bruins Nation because I've gone on Twitter and I am I just can't believe fans how I won't say serious they take it, but they're they're pissed off right now with the Bruins because the Bruins as a team this past week, they've been in Europe. They were at some, they had a picture, they put a picture on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, and they're at some soccer match and they're all on the field and fans are actually giving them a hard time because they're smiling in the picture. Now, come on. I mean, these fans got to get a life because I mean, you go to your, your work and you have a life off of the, off of work. I mean, you go and do your, live your life do, and and, that's all these players are doing. I mean, they've played a tough season. They had a great, unbelievable, historical regular season. And I mean, you got to give them, you got to give them their due. They lost, and you got to give Florida their due. And I don't feel so bad about the loss right now because they're handing it to Toronto pretty. good. I mean, they're up two games to none in the series. I'm granted the game tonight is tied, but they're just they're no fluke. I mean, people forget that last year they won the President's Cup. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're not a bad team, I and mean, fans just – typical fans, I think any team, when they have a season like the Bruins have, you automatically think they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and that's not how it works. The league is too tough.
0: I, I agree. Uh, Florida, uh, very very surprising. They were a year late from what they wanted to do last year, I guess. A couple of uh, – you know, you get the coaching change, the Kachuk the, the trade is – mind blowing how much of a difference that that makes you take a skilled guy and uh you swap him for a you know grinder pest skilled guy and look at the difference that it makes um uh Bobrovsky's playing great uh got to say former flyer you know they let him go uh but hey what what can you say about Florida i mean they did the every win that they get it's it's deservedly so I mean they they work hard they get hard on the forecheck. They they're fun to watch. I mean even the stuff after the whistle is fun to watch. Sam Bennett's been a, uh, nothing but uh pain the ass to everybody. He doesn't give anybody a free pass. So it's uh definitely out of all the series this round, it's definitely been my my favorite to watch. I mean there's you know are you waiting for the meltdown from the uh Toronto media, I, every time they show the GM, he's flipping out. I mean, it makes you hate him just because of that. I mean, uh, you can't go into these series expecting to win. I don't know if that happened with the Bruins, that, but you've got to go in and put the work in. Yeah, I mean, and if it means, I mean, getting a little bit of dirt on you, you got to do it. Get that sandpaper out. It's If you can you know, get beat up a little bit and and come out of it, you know, a little bit worse for wear and keep going. Look at, uh, was it Jack Hughes today that lost the tooth or the other day? And he was, you know, he said he played 200 and something games without losing any teeth. And which one does he lose? The one in the front. So (laughs) it it is what it is. That's, that's part of the course. If you want to go deep in the playoffs, you gotta, there's gotta be some, some uh, battle scars. So look at, uh, I had the name right on the tip of my tongue. He got hit in the the head in the Florida game. He had the broken orbital bone. They showed him. Oh, they showed him with the stitches earlier tonight. Yeah, and the the eye is all red and looks like he's got a stitch like almost going
2: right into his eye.
0: He's still playing. You know what I mean? It's like that's the stuff that it takes. It's Not because I'm a hockey person or whatever, but that is the hottest trophy to win, hands down. There's no guarantee that you're gonna win it, and not to kick the Bruins, but it's a perfect example. You gotta put the work in. Maybe they didn't put the work in. Maybe they just thought it was just gonna flow like the season did, and and it didn't happen. And you know, look what look what Florida is doing. They they're doing what St. Louis did that year. They don't, do they have the most talented team on paper? No, but does it show that you can beat the most talented team? It does.
2: It does. Uh, Ed, Ed thoughts. Well, I, I got a couple of thoughts. I mean, here, here's my thing is just that I saw some things that on Boston media the other day, you know, was this Bruins meltdown worse than the Patriots loss um, when the Patriots were undefeated. Now, let's remember, Patriots got to the Super Bowl first and foremost, OK? So, you know, people in the back, they made it to the Super Bowl, OK? The Bruins, they choked. They had two times to put these guys away, and they didn't do it. They didn't execute. So, I mean, the thing about it is, is that their star player, their captain, I mean, look, um, I know what it's like to have herniated discs, and it hurts, man. There's no – so, I mean, huge props to him. I, I just think that, uh, you know, really what it comes down to, Florida's been probably playing playoff hockey for the last month before they got into the playoffs. And so they're playing that grind, you know, jump on everybody kind of play. And and the Bruins just weren't ready for that. And then the, and the stars for the Bruins – really didn't step up i mean the guys from florida those last two two or three games i mean what was it all three of their big stars had two goals or more right i mean you know so i mean so that's my take on it and uh you know i think i just think that you know it's one of those things i mean look regular season is totally different you you cannot physically play playoff hockey for 82 games you you can't you cannot do it so You know, the thing is, is that, yeah, it's really easy when you don't have somebody, you know, stepping up on you.
0: Well, the animosity builds, you're playing the same team, you know, they don't play back to back anymore. But I mean, the schedule, um, the thing with Marshawn, that breakaway that Bob flashed the pad on him, that's a thing that kids in the driveway have done breakaway to win the Stanley cup. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a story right there. I mean, and he had a chance to eliminate him on that and it it didn't happen. And I, I want to point out to Ed that he might not be able to tell the disc, the difference between a herniated disc and a, a hemorrhoid. So it, it's, it's different. You got the H pot, right? But it, it, it's a little different. Wow.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think I can tell the difference maybe, but I don't know. Just just
0: check it with your finger. You'll be able to tell.
1: <laughs>
0: so we're gonna stay on the uh the NHL topic, and we're gonna talk about the other um the other series that are going on. Uh, Devils play today. Uh, they got one against uh, the Hurricanes. Those first two Hurricanes games were lights out. They were unbelievable. Like uh, they were just beating them down, and then a little reversal. It's funny how it happens like that. Uh, Devils come home, and there you go. It uh, it ends up working in the other the other direction. So you know, did the Devils figure something out? Is it just motivation because of the ass kicking they got the la- the first two games?
1: Did Lindy Ruff light them up? Who knows? Um, thoughts, Tom? I think. I was impressed with uh finally, I mean not that I wasn't impressed with him, but the captain of the Devils, uh, Nico Hish Hishier is that yeah. he, he came out after the last game and he ripped the team. And this is the first time I've ever really heard him as vocal as he was. And he kind of kind of uh challenged some guy's manhood. And uh I think they, they stepped it up and you gotta get I mean they're down two to one, but you still gotta give him a chance because the The kid Schmid and that is unbelievable right now. I mean, he's, I've i would never even heard of him going into this until he showed up in the playoffs. And the one weakness for Carolina is goaltending, and that right now neither one of those guys are playing great. I mean, they score that many goals. I mean, Carolina is so balanced; they've got six guys with at least six points. I mean, they're just so balanced, but they're going to have to keep scoring. Like it's most of the that's like to be honest with you, most of these teams in this you're going to have to keep scoring because right now the goaltending
0: hasn't been very good and great.
2: Well, I mean, my question, my question is, this is that maybe it's not that the goal telling is really just not that good. Maybe it's really just that, you know, maybe we're back in that space where we were back in the early eighties, you know, where the players were just getting better than the goalies, even though, I mean, come on. I mean, let's be honest now. I mean, the goalies nowadays is just so much more fundamentally sound than the guys back in the day. You know, I mean, but we could be in that we could be in that space again, where the players are taking that jump over what the goalies are. And well, I'm you know, going
0: just... to add to that, Ed. Not to cut you off, but no, it's no, gonna, no. I'm going to bring it back to one of the topics we always talk about: the league's the way it is because there's too many teams in the league. You right, know, right. It's I was just watered just down. To you. So, too, yeah. you know what I mean with the, with the cap and everything. You you got guys in the league that that shouldn't be in the league. I mean, not no knock on it. It's just how it is. I mean, and when you add more, you're going to get. You know, if you had two more teams, that's forty more guys that are in the AHL right now. Uh, you know that you got to make teams with. It, it's it's mind boggling Even if you build through the draft, there's still slots on other teams that you got to trickle down to. I mean, it, stay by your phone. You never know somebody might call you to come out of retirement because they need to fill a spot and you know somewhere because it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean, the talent. Yeah, of course. The, <laughs> These kids cut it's not like you're doing reps. These kids are out of a lab now. I mean, look at McDavid. The guy's got the personality of a mop, but he he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Um, stand on that uh topic with uh conversations and, and interviews. Did you see the uh Samsonoff interview uh when they asked him what he thought about Bob playing? That was two two quotes this this over the past week that were awesome. It was that one when they asked, uh, "You know, Bob's been lights out. What do you think you have to do to change it?" And he said he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, it, sure. it, it's great. I love that. I mean, it's it, you, you can't write it. But I don't care what your English is. You it, when I see emotion and it's not the typical, we need to get pucks deep. That, 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 that you know, we got to play the system. We got to believe in it. Blah 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 blah. All that. I don't want to see that. I'm watching this for entertainment. At the end of the day it's entertainment and that's entertaining to me. Let the guy say what they want to say and it you'll you'll get more fans.
2: And that's how yeah, it is. I mean, I mean Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean maybe they need to go back to, you know, I mean, I am wearing the shirt tonight. I mean, maybe they need to go back to that and put a bounty on somebody's head, you know?
0: Well, who knows? You know? I I who mean, knows? uh the, let's say on the Florida series, quick thoughts on yeah. the Florida
2: Toronto series? I think, I think it's a great – I think it's been a great series. I think that both teams have really just been playing well. Um, you know, I, I think that Florida is just they, – they're just grinding, man. They, they I mean, it's – I mean, right now it's 2-2 two, two, end of the third going into overtime. I mean, so it's one of those things where, I mean, my thought is was that, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you guys brought up a great point. I mean, Florida won the President's Trophy last year. I mean, you know, that may have taught them a lot of lessons. And, you know, hey, look, we just need to make it to the dance. We don't have to have to. We don't have to be the. You know, we don't have to be the head of the dance. So that's my my thought on that. So I think Tom, it's still up in the air.
1: Quick one. I just think right now, Kachuk, he's got to be in the top three for MVP for the playoffs. Besides, but probably Seidel and uh, McDavid. But Kachuk has just been unbelievable. And that, like you said earlier, and good point. With Florida's forecheck is just relentless right now. I mean, they just wear on you.
0: And uh, I, I was going back and forth with the Phantom. Uh, I, I, my quick takeaway from that, that Florida Toronto game, uh, Anthony Duclair had an extra, uh, some extra Russian gas in him today before the game, because that guy has got an extra step on everybody. His, he just seems to be always, uh, one step ahead, you know, that breakaway that he had that he scored on. He almost had another one after that, just, Really, really good uh you know standout player for me in that game so far. I know the game's going into overtime, but speaking of dry cycle let's switch over to that series. So right now, um it's one-one. Dry cycle's on fire. Um is that what it takes? Is or or it does it take the team effort to get yeah. The first game we had a huge game, they didn't win. Huge game, second game they won well what's your thoughts on is it does it take the individual effort like that or does it take the team effort like florida's giving you to take to get there
2: what do you think Ed. i mean i think i think it's a combination of both you know i think that you know really i mean let's be honest i mean goaltending goaltending wins everything you know i mean just like in the nfl you know it's you know good good defense defense wins championships you know, but I think that, it, you know, um, I mean, but you can't win games if you don't score goals. I mean, that, that's the fact that, I mean, that that's the fact of life right there. You can't win. You know, you can have a stone wall back there where you can't even slide a puck through it. But if you can't put the puck in there, you're not going to do, you're not going to do anything. So that's my take. Thomas.
1: I Tom, think Edmonton. We're going to find out what, what, like you say, what is it? Is it balance or is it, because right now it's basically dry and McDavid and, Vegas is another team. They're just so balanced. They've got six guys with six points. I mean Stone. He's been out for I don't know how long, and he's got eleven points in seven games. I mean Bryce Eidel and uh, McDavid have combined for thirty-two points in eight games. So it's it's all a matter of the the goalie that makes one more save than the other because right now neither one of them playing great. I just don't understand. If I was Edmonton, I'd throw Campbell in there. And actually, if I was Vegas. I think about putting Quick in. I mean, the guy's a proven playoff guy. I'm granted he's getting older, but Stanley he cups.
2: He's got Stanley Cups. Yeah. Hey, I that's got a quick key. question for you guys. I I need a personal take. Uh, what do you guys think about the entrance for for the nights? Is that is that too much for you guys? Or is, no or way? Is it... No way. Entertainment no? Okay. all day. I'm okay. Okay. It in person. <laughs> I, I well, when I asking went, that question.
0: Yeah, I was blown away by it. I mean. uh, uh the atmosphere is great. I mean, it's uh, it's not non-hockey-esque. I like the whole marketing thing. I like okay. how, how they do it right from Jump Street. I like how uh, from traveling so much with the kids and with you guys to the garden and different arenas, I like how... Philly has it where it's right off the highway. You get if you're not stay if you're not from there, you can get right off the highway. You can stay there. It's in a safe area. There's no uh, stuff to worry about. You got all the stadiums are right there. I like that. I like how Vegas is set up. You're right on the strip. Here, here comes the marching band, the cheerleaders. They play all the the music and it's like the Pied Piper right to the arena. Fantastic. You get in there everybody's a newbie. There's not any old, you don't see throwback jerseys there. You don't, everybody's a newer fan. Right. But they're wicked into it. Wicked into it. I mean, everybody's got a Jersey on. I mean, they've only been around for a few years, so they don't have a lot of different jerseys, but right. everybody's got the Eichel and, and those jerseys that, that I saw one Kessel Jersey, even though he's been scratched, He don't play D anyways, but whatever. <laughs> Phil's a Phil. I love Phil. He's a character. Um, but I, I like that atmosphere of when you have there's difference when you go with your buddies and you go to like, you know, the old garden and stuff like that. But when you have a family and you got to drive somewhere, it's nice to just be able to get off, enjoy the game, not have to worry about, hey, it's fifty dollars to park, you're getting boxed in. You know the whole you know the drill. Right, yeah, you the whole, guys the whole know old of the
2: currency. Yeah, you've got to go to the old garden. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it, you you hit it right on the head. It's old for a reason. What they did is when they built the new garden, they should have scrapped where it was and put it where Gillette is. There's plenty of room over there. It's right off the highway. Easy to get to, easy to get home. Yeah. Good environment. See you later. But as far as your, your original point with the, I like that. I like that. There's a okay. whole new presentation before, you know, they 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 were playing the kings, so they had like a king come out. They got like Three mascots, they got the knight, they got the salamander, they got a another one, and uh yeah, they have like a big block party before like an hour before the game starts, and uh everybody's outside. That you know, there's so uh yeah, that's that's my uh my take on that. But at the Edmonton series, I'm I'm with you on that. Um I think it takes a little bit I I gotta see a little bit more of them just to see it's it's nice to see the excitement of of uh, you know what he's doing, but is it just is it just because they're playing Vegas? If they were playing Florida, would it would he be able to do that? I don't know, I don't know. So um, one more series to talk about, and uh, surprisingly, the Kraken. And that series is tied at one. I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. I couldn't. I can't put a. Finger on it, what what kind of formula that they're, they're playing or whatever. But man, if they can get past Dallas and they make it to the conference finals, they got to be doing something right.
2: Thoughts? Ed, I I, I just I, to be honest with you guys, I, I really it's if that's a super late game, and I really have watched very much of it. To be honest with you, I will be watching the game tonight. Uh, you know because that. I mean, I, I can actually stay up and watch that a little bit more because I'm an hour behind you guys. So, but I really, I, I can't really comment on that series because I really haven't watched it. So, um, uh, Thomas, uh,
1: I, I'm super impressed with uh, both goaltenders in this series. We're talking about how bad the goalies have been. These two goalies have been great. I mean, Ottinger's goal is against is two two point three one, and Grubauer's is two point seven four, and I mean, they're just they play they stick to their style of play they don't get they neither team panics when they get down and they just that they're 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 two well coached teams i mean haxdall is just a phenomenal coach i mean yeah. <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> you know i if only the flyers could get a, a coach like that
0: yeah and, and when he when he was there it's funny because he had no he had always a poker face. He never was like high or low, or whatever. And that was during the Ron Hextall years. That was his guy. And uh, it's it's just amazing to watch. You had more probably talent on paper when he was with the Flyers and couldn't get nothing done. You take an expansion team. I mean, there's no pressure whatsoever. I mean, and look look what he's been able to do. I guess it just takes the right guys to listen to you buy into the system and credit to Ron Francis for putting those, those teams together. I mean, imagine if Shane Wright, had turned out to be something he'd probably be on that team right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only disappointment out of the Seattle saga is what happened with him. And, you know, if, if you're a fantasy person and you end up with uh, Shane Wright by default, like I did, it's uh, a little disappointing, but, Speaking of fantasy, we're going to try to shift gears away from the hockey a little bit. Um, going to get a new segment in here. Tom going to have uh, – depending on what season we're in and what's going on, Tom's a big fantasy guy. So, Tom, we're going to do a fantasy pick of the week and uh,
1: take it away. All right. I'm going with the fantasy baseball this week, and I'm actually doing one – I'm doing two. I'm doing one pitcher and one uh, hitter for the week coming up starting Monday. My pitcher of the week is going to be Max Scherzer for uh, the Mets. They have He has two starts this week, one's against Cincinnati and one's against Washington. Uh, he should rack up the Ks in that game, in both games. I mean, neither team is very good. And uh, he's probably – I won't say they'll win both games, but he should, he should get at least 10 fantasy points at least in each game. And uh, for my hitter, it was a little bit tougher, but I'm going with um, – Marcus Semien, second baseman of the Texas Rangers. They play every day this week. 7 They've got seven games, and they're against Seattle and Oakland. Now, the first two games, Seattle, he's p- facing two decent pitchers in George Kirby and Logan Gilbert, but he's, I think, the rest of the week in the last game of that series, he's he's got a favorable matchup, and I think he's just starting to get hot, and he's going to rack up the points. Cool. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Put it in. Put it in. Get DraftKings or whatever you do and
1: uh, <laughs> put it oh, in wait, the Oh, wait, didn't,
2: did, didn't DraftKings predict that the, 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 the Florida was going to win before the Bruins were – what was that? What? that what? Did you what? see that? Did you yeah. see that? That's yeah, I crazy. Did. What, I did. Uh, I, I think I
0: posted it on uh, on the Facebook page. There were people losing their shit. They went back and they, uh, they posted the goal for Florida before it actually happened. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a thing. Multiple people posted it, so they're like, remember what I was saying? Is it rigged? Is there stuff going <laughs> on? Find scenes? Uh, there's a brain in here somewhere. I, know, it's <laughs> I don't there. know Concussions are plenty, but there's some there's some beans rolling around in there like a broken action figure. There's a plastic <laughs> piece rolling around, but it's in there. I'm telling you, this sums a mark with these sports, but whatever. So, Ed, have you been able to watch any uh, baseball yet this year? Have you been kind of... I haven't.
2: I haven't. I, I was going to circle back to hockey again, actually. I was going to talk about some coaches. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Take it. Yeah, I man. I, you know, like, what is up with getting rid of all these coaches that are good coaches? And, like, why are we letting the inmates run the asylum? I mean, we're talking about, like, the head coach for the Rangers. We're talking about Daryl Sutter. I mean, we're you know... I mean, Bruce Boudreaux got, got let go earlier this year. I mean, those are three really good quality coaches. And I mean, it, it really sets a bad precedent by letting you, letting the, uh, you know, letting the players run the locker room and run the team. And I, I, I don't really agree with that, you know? And, so, uh, and then when, one last thing and, I, and, I'll, yeah, and I'll jump right. out uh, and then, uh, and uh, who was it? Uh, the, the coach for uh, bonus called out the t- called out the team for being soft. I mean, he just called it like he saw it, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, like, the bottom line is is that, you know, Andy, like, you, you know, take your take, man, you know. Um, you know, you got to get the sandpaper out, you know. You got to fill your shoes, you know. It's not just a cup of coffee in the big time, you know what I mean?
0: I'll uh, I, i I'll toss this one to Tom, but my quick quick thing with that is it's a different type of player now. It's not sure. the same type of player as, as it was uh, a lot of these guys – I mean they make they make big money and it, I mean guys like Crosby and Austin Matthews and McDavid you think if McDavid says he's having problems with the coach that they're not going to address it I mean right, right. It, it it comes down to that it's uh sure. very very seldom do you have that chemistry like a Phil Jackson and a Michael Jordan type of deal um right, where right. It, there's a synergy there where they both kind of coexist uh with egos and they're able to check he goes at the door for whatever reasons, but just uh, the Cassidy thing is a story for me. How he, everybody in Boston thought he was a good coach when he was there after Julian, and then they let him go for whatever reasons, probably player orientated. Now he's doing well with Vegas. So Tom, thoughts you want to uh, kick in with all this coaching drama?
1: I'm I'm happy for Cassidy. I mean, I really was. I wasn't very happy with them letting him go but uh it's, it's to prove that it's a what have you done for me lately league I believe all three coaches that were up for coach of the year last year have all been fired now it's just one of those things but at the same time I'm mean, I, this is something I can see the phantom saying the player people are putting people are going to pay money to see the players and not coming to see the coaches so unfortunately the coaches are the are going to be the scapegoat pretty much no matter what so. Yeah. I think it has
0: a shelf life too, because even a guy will come in and he'll have the best intentions and give everybody a clean sheet. But once that boat starts rocking and the wins and losses come and go and, you know, peaks and valleys, and then you're road tripping with these guys and you go in places and you don't know their personality. Some guy could be like a, you know, a, a problem with things that we don't even know about, you know, things that, They don't let out in the media and we only get such a small, that's why I said about the hockey coverage sucks because there's stories there that you never know about that would change your perspective on which teams you like, which players you like. And it's all like kind of just filtered through before it gets to you. And then you hear stories way after the fact, when these guys are retired and you do podcasts and I'm like, why didn't I know that about said player when, they played because I probably would have liked them more. Uh, right, you know, right. it's usually a story that with the type of players that I like, you would have liked them more. I just watched Dave Brown and Chris Nyland did a podcast together, and it was great. And those two guys were like oil and water when they played. But when you hear the stories about the the build up to it, it you would have you don't get that. The media never got that. So where was it then? It's still the same two guys. It's not like they signed a non-disclosure agreement that they couldn't talk about it so um yes it's just it's a different sport i mean it's it's at times everything's tough to watch because it's not like it was and that's why we do what we do and it's the 1973 podcast because we're in a bubble that bubble is uh we're gonna be like world war ii veterans that someday there's gonna be hardly none of us left so it's uh, we're gonna be like, do you remember when we used to talk on the phone? The one phone that we had and the one TV that we had sounds like horse and buggy when you talk to some people. So, <laughs> with that being said, uh, Tom, we're gonna take it over to you for uh, what we usually close out with
1: our uh pick of the week. Well, my pick of the week, I've already picked this band, but this week here was the 11th anniversary of Adam Yacht passing away, so I'm going with. The Beastie Boys. Oh, Check your head. My favorite.
0: My all-time
1: favorite. That it's if, phenomenal.
0: If I could have take one, they said you could only pick one to listen to. That's my one. Everything about it, I like. I like the production of it. I like it started really showing that they could play instruments. Uh, there's some awesome rap stuff on there and some really good punk stuff on there unbelievable album if you were only to buy one beastie boys album that's the one i would buy i know i'm probably in a minority with that because ed's gonna tell you it's like nice the hill but i'm gonna tell you to check your head uh that album brings me back to many many trips to providence i think you guys can i see smiles on the faces stories Many stories with that album. Ed, Tom, wait,
2: fill in the gaps. Let's go. Yeah, I, I didn't I remember mean, anything. Look, look I, Providence. Oh, Florida just Florida just scored. By the way, yeah. um, <laughs> no, I mean like you know, I I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna philosophically disagree with you just because "License to Ill" was just so far so different than anything that we ever had. Right. I mean, yeah. like when you put that in, it was just like, what is this? This is awesome. Check your head. You, I mean, I, that's one A and one B. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I mean, yeah. like I, I can't sit there and be like, you know, I, I'm going to fight you over. I mean, no, nah, it, it's a great album, man. I mean, yeah. that that was like theme music, like, you know, on the like rolling, a, rolling the province, you know,
0: you cannot those first five Beastie Boys albums. You cannot have a better collection of first five albums from a band than than those I guys agree. uh transcends the era when we were going out i mean how many places did we go to that we at least heard at least two or three beastie boys songs a night i mean it, it just lupo's the strand i mean just a whole we could do a whole podcast just on that and maybe we will when that'll be a yeah, uh, the place time.
2: formerly known as the complex where somebody uh, almost oh, lost
0: tooth oh that's a story too that's uh, a story
2: too uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, fresco we're, hey, we're fighting <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. snap there's a fist <laughs> so Tom I, I know, know the time, time- Bob, are you supposed to weave
0: <laughs> Tom I know the time's winding down we only got about a minute so hit it quick so we can get out of
1: here. Well, I just want to give a uh, shout-out to uh, John Butchergrass, of all people. I won the uh, Butchie Overtime Challenge this past week. Funny enough, it was with Matthew Kachuk. So I, I just got the T-shirt in the mail. I want to thank him for that. And Sweet. Awesome. 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 So
0: we're going to wrap this one up. It's the fastest half an hour and that we do. This goes by, like, so fast because we could talk it about it thousand different things thousand stories many stories things that we have to sign to protect the innocent because then we don't want to get wives girlfriends kids all upset about certain things because we cannot talk about them maybe we can it depends on if we're mad at them so <laughs> we'll see you guys next week another podcast in the books later on people see you guys later, later. peace out